0: So far, two weeks into 2019, I'm well on my way to accomplishing way more than I did in 2018, and I'm less stressed because I know I have control over my calendar and I have intentionally built in rest time. You're listening to episode 95 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, where I will be sharing with you my step by step process to how I've planned out my 12 week year in 2019. Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who've overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. We're invincible, Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. If you are a new listener, hello, my name is Danny and I'm super pumped to have you here today. So the purpose of this episode is to share with you my new approach to planning out 2019 goals so that you can actually stick to them accomplish more, and even rest more during the 2019 year. This is actually a new approach for me, and I know you may be curious about the 12-week year versus a 12-month year. I know I certainly was curious when I first heard the term as well. So in 2018, I listened to an audiobook by Brian P. Moran called The 12-Week Year. Get more done in 12 weeks than others get done in 12 months. I have to be honest. (laughs) I only got through about half of the book and then kind of droned out and stopped listening. But I think I got so excited with the information that I heard that I felt like I was ready to implement what I heard and go on with this new approach. So far, two weeks into 2019, I'm well on my way to accomplishing way more than I did in 2018. And I'm less stressed because I know I have control over my calendar and I have intentionally built in rest time. I do want to give you some caution. This is not a let's jam as much stuff as we can into the first 12 weeks of the year and then not work the rest of the year type of approach. Perhaps that will work for some of you, but I am certainly not at that point yet. I have three overarching goals for the year, and within those goals in my first 12 weeks, I am going to share with you three steps and four different personal examples of how I am planning out my 12-week year. This is not going to encompass every little detail that I'm putting into my 12 weeks, but it's gonna cover a large majority of everything. So let's get to it. The gist of the 12-week year that I have prepared is this. Instead of looking at overarching goals for the entire year, which can be quite intimidating, I have taken the focuses that I have for my year and broken them down into day-by-day tasks for the first 12 weeks. Basically, you dive deep into a week by week and day by day focus for 12 weeks instead of 12 months. And when you near the last few weeks of the 12 weeks, then you really make a push to reach those 12 week goals instead of backing off of them and feeling like you can push them to the next month or the next quarter or later on in the year and kind of relying on quote unquote, the rest of the year to finish those goals. It can definitely be scary, I think, to commit to doing a new task or a resolution for an entire year, which is why I think a lot of resolutions don't work out. But I think to commit to something for 12 weeks and then reevaluate and reassess is quite doable and much less intimidating. But you tell me, what do you think? Now, before I dive into my goals and how I structured this 12 week plan, I want to share that a lot of these tasks and smaller goals are based off of what I know worked and did not work for me in 2018. I actually shared this information in last week's solo episode, so episode 93, and I highly recommend that you check out that episode after this. And yes, I will absolutely link to it in the show notes below as well. Moving into some of the big overarching goals that I have for 2019, I think it's important to note here that while I still have some bigger goals, if I only had these bigger goals to look at daily and I did not define the detailed tasks I needed to accomplish and reach these goals, then I would have a much more difficult time in actually accomplishing them. So here we go. Moving on to the goals. Goal number one and kind of intentions for the year is naturally i have a focus on health i not just want but i really need to be less stressed out this year i need to take more time off and i need more structure to my workouts and a little bit of structure to nutrition as well like i mentioned in my episode 93 I kind of lost structure with workouts when it was post my bodybuilding shows, and I actually stressed myself into sickness three times in 2018. So we're not gonna let that happen again because we know exactly what happened to um, end up being sick, and that's just no fun for anybody. I'm not productive, I'm not really resting, I don't have that time to recuperate, it just isn't good. Goal number two, focus on family and connection. So more intentional date nights, more intentional family travel, um, more double dates, and more connection with friends. Goal number three is a pretty big one, and it's pretty broad. So it's my business focus. Naturally, I want to increase my income and my impact, which is probably what most business owners want to do. So I want to grow my personal training and my nutrition coaching. I want to improve my podcast quality and growth. I want to continue with my YouTube channel. I want to grow my email list. I want to continue connecting with people on Instagram. I want to continue with my series of healthy Disney uh, books. And I want to begin public speaking. There's so many of these things. But all of those things all at once can be really daunting and so it's really helped to focus on a few of those at a time and then break it down into smaller steps day by day to reach those larger accomplishments. So the next thing is what are the steps to taking these overarching goals and putting them into quantifiable tasks that are realistic to accomplish over the next 12 weeks? The first thing is I had to take time off to plan things out. So right off the bat, it was the start to January and I said, all right, Danny, you cannot just start off hitting the ground running. You have to start by intentionally taking some time off to do some planning. So if you are just going, 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 working in the business nonstop, then how do you take time off to work on your business or plan things out versus working in it? And I think the answer is that you can't. So while it required me to not train clients for a week and not put out podcasts or YouTube videos, I took the first week of January off to plan out the next 12 weeks. And I will say that I was sick for most of that time. So while I do think a week is a great amount of time to plan out 12 weeks, um, it didn't work well for me because I was sick. So. That unfortunately didn't work out very well and I'm still planning a little bit here and there for things that I wasn't able to get completed during that one week. But I I did have the bulk of it planned out. Number two is start with what you know. For me, and probably for most of you, you have some recurring items that happen each day or each week. So I took out my happy planner, which has a daily planning section with 30 minute time slots from 6am to 10pm. And I started filling in what I knew was going to happen. For example, my prepaid clients that have their set days and times for workouts or check-ins every week. I wrote all of those down, filled out every single time slot, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or hour time slots, um, all the way through the next 12 weeks. And then I went to um, my husband's schedule, and I wrote that down. I wrote the days that he was working, the nights that he was working, and then when he had off because I knew that I – want to plan, you know, more intentional date nights and and more time with friends and things. So I need to know his schedule in addition to mine. Um, I wrote down my podcast schedule and my YouTube and Instagram schedule. And I wrote in the time blocks that I wanted to do my own workouts and cardio in. And as a side note, I highly encourage you to write all of this in pencil so that if it needs to change, then it's no big deal. Hey. Are you struggling with finding the time to make or buy healthy meals for yourself and your family? Trust me, I get it. I am swamped with running back and forth across town during the day, going client to client and not having a second to myself until I get home at night. And honestly, by the time I get home, I do not want to plan a meal or go out to the store for ingredients and then come home and make dinner for myself and my husband. This is why I order healthy organic meals from Caspiana Catering every week. So each week, Jessica Comages and her team put together a beautiful menu of super nutrition meals that include things like vegan entrees, seafood entrees, rainbow veggie spiral salads, protein breakfast porridge, nourishing glow bowls, and then my favorite, the super seed chocolate almond butter raw bar. I know, it sounds amazing. It is. (laughs) These meals are packed with organic foods and micronutrients that will fuel your day, but without the guilt, I promise. Now, if you're interested in saving some time and boosting your health, then head on over to CaspianaCatering.com and use the code DANNY15, D-A-N-Y-E-1-5 to save 15% on your first order. Side note, these meals are only available in Shreveport, Bossier, Louisiana, and you must get your orders in by Saturday for Monday pickup or delivery. I can't wait to see what you get, and I hope you enjoy. Are you a Disney fan, but you're kind of stressing a little bit because there is so much to do before you go, you don't even know how you're going to handle it all, and you're just already thinking about how much you're going to accidentally indulge on all of those magical goodies and then come home and have to probably diet? Come on, I know you don't want that. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anyone. Not my friends, not my family, not my clients. Nobody needs that, and I figured out the right way to plan your Disney vacation to include just enough health and fitness to make sure that you come home without feeling guilty about the magical vacation you had and feeling like you need to diet. My brand new healthy Disney ebook is now available on Amazon in Kindle or ebook format as well as paper book paperback format. So I'm really excited to share that with you. It'll be available in audio version as well soon, but I do highly recommend the paperback version. It's really quite like a workbook. There's a ton of activities in there that really take you through mindset and figuring out how to handle objections and talking to the rest of the people that are going on vacation with you and figuring out your workout strategy and how to have some of the fun magical foods, but then make sure you get some of the healthy stuff in there too. So if you're interested, head on over to Amazon or there will be a link in the show notes below and just type in healthy Disney and you'll see a picture of me flexing next to Pluto so click on that ebook. all right I hope you enjoy it and I can't wait to hear what you think okay step three now that you have all of your knowns written down you can see the blank spaces in your day and where you can fill in the gaps or where you have no gaps left to fill I truly believe in the importance of time blocking because it's very easy to oversaturate a to-do list when you don't realize how much time a task takes. When you give yourself more tasks to do than there is time in a day, you feel defeated and depressed and frustrated. And I know I run into struggles with feeling not good enough when I can't seem to accomplish everything on a to-do list. So this has tremendously helped me know how to overcome overfilling my schedule. I talk about this a little bit more in depth in episode 93 because the first half of my year last year I didn't have a planner that went by 30 minute intervals. So I was just writing all the things down that I wanted to accomplish in a day, which really, if I had written them down in time blocked segments, I would have known that those tasks were not realistically going to be accomplished. And therefore I would not have set myself up for failure because I would have spread those tasks out over an appropriate amount of time. Okay, now we're on to some examples. So the first example I have for you Um, for filling the blank space according to my goals is this. In 2019, I want to continue progress on my Healthy Disney book series. In 2018, I spent the better part of a year figuring out how to write the ebook portion of volume one, and I finally published that in December. Honestly, I don't know if I would have been able to do that had I not started doing the time blocking that was really integral in figuring that out. And I also had to learn how to ask for help from my assistants and from somebody else who had also just been in my shoes right before me and already published an ebook on Amazon. So now that I understand that process, it won't take as long to do it a second time. However, My book is more of a workbook. It has a lot of activities in it and I understand the importance of audio right now. So I want to put the paperback option and an audio version option um, of the first volume out there and then begin work on volume two. So I reviewed the steps I would need to take to accomplish the paperback and audio versions via Amazon KDP and ACX guidelines. And then I broke those steps down in my planner so that I gave myself different steps every day to work on in order to publish the paperback version before the end of January and the audio version before the end of February. My first personal training client every morning is not until 9 a.m. So I know that if I get up at 6 a.m., Monday through Friday, then I have scheduled in 6.30 to 7.30 to work on those smaller daily tasks in order to get the paperback and audio portions complete. A second example is how I schedule my podcast work. From 2018, I am well aware of the time on average that it takes to plan and record and then edit podcast episodes. And for solo episodes, I can control all of those time periods and block those out as far as the time goes in my calendar each week so that it's accounted for and I don't have to jam it in later than I want or on weekends. For interview episodes, I know that my schedule may need to be a little flexible for recording the recordings piece of it. So um, I do like to leave a few open time blocks on certain days of the week. That way I can, you know, shuffle some things around for the person that I'm meeting with or interviewing. But I have also gathered through experience certain time blocks that most people are available for each week. A lot of people are open for lunches because they like to go eat lunch and then connect with other people during lunches. And usually early afternoon is a good time to connect with people I've found. So that's kind of where I leave space available in my schedule to either pick up on other odd and end things or schedule in those time blocks for meeting and interviewing. My fourth, wait, are we on four? No, we're on three. Okay. We're on three <laughs> so that brings us into three so my third example is the category of items that needs to be done every day but they are pretty flexible as far as the time it gets done in for me that is social media posts like my daily instagram posts igtv things like that i post daily but i do not have a specific time so for me I write this down every day ahead of time. So I've written it on my calendar for the next 12 weeks every single day, at least Monday through Friday, and I write IG post, IG TV post. So that way I am reminded every day that I want to do this, but depending on where things shift in my schedule, I can add it in where needed. I've been pretty good about making the habit of daily Instagram posts and I've been decent about Instagram TV. I'm getting in maybe maybe 3 maybe four IGTV videos a week, but I know for sure that if I didn't write it down and I didn't see it every day, then I wouldn't be reminded nearly as often that that is something that I want to accomplish because I want to put out as much free content as I can so that people can grow to know, like, and trust me and realize that I have really solid information that I'm putting out that can help change lives. Moving on to my fourth and final example for this episode is how we, meaning myself and my husband, are being intentional about our couple goals and things like budgeting for house renovations and doing double dates, so on and so forth. I don't like to schedule anything past 6pm on weekdays and I don't like to schedule work on Saturdays or Sundays knowing that I want to leave that space first for our time together if he's not working and second for spillover work if necessary and time to do nothing but recharge for the next week. Now, I will recognize I do work on the weekends, but I don't plan anything specific so that way it does have a lot of spillover space or a lot of, you know, housework and cleaning and making sure that I get things picked up on the weekend so that I can start the week fresh. It's definitely not perfect. It's definitely still something I'm working on, but I intentionally don't schedule appointments and things on weekends so that I can use that time for whatever I need to in that particular weekend. But basically what we did together was we sat down and made a list of the different couples that we thought it would be fun to do more with. And then decided how often we were going to make efforts to be more social. And then we looked at my calendar day by day to determine when we were going to reach out to those couples to try and schedule something. So we're both really good at being hermits if we are not um, like working, but we do, we do, we love our friends, you know? And once we get ourselves out of the house, (laughs) we actually have a really good time when we're out. So we are definitely both very introverted when it comes to that. We really like our alone time. We really recharge when we are by ourselves or just at home so that we can then be, you know, more interactive and more social when we were out about and around people. So that's kind of how we're, scheduling being more proactive about being social. Now we also looked at the different renovation pieces we felt really needed to be accomplished for each month or in this first 12 weeks and I wrote down in my planner who we needed to call and when we needed to call them to come out and get that work done. We had a lot of work done on our house in 2018, some of it was intentional and some of it was just, uh, you know, things that just happen like when your air conditioner goes out midsummer, or when your sewage backs up in the kitchen sink and overflows into your living room and you have to rip up the wood floors. (laughs) So, you know, we've got a lot that's going on and we recognize that we can't fix everything at once. So we wanted to kind of budget that out and figure out, you know, what's one project at a time. So that's what we did for house renovations. To bring things to a close today, I want you to know again that I definitely don't have all this figured out, and I recognize that this plan may or may not work out exactly according to plan, and it probably won't, and that is A-okay. I love that this 12-week year has you focus on just 12 weeks, and then you are to take an additional 13th week to review and reassess and breathe in order to see what worked and what didn't, what you liked and what you didn't, and how you want to pivot your next 12 weeks. Planning in that 13th week, I think is a game changer for me because I'm already stress relieved in a way to know that I have a realistic and not so far away finish line. That finish line is not 12 months away, it's just 12 weeks away. And I really enjoy tackling tasks in life in sprints and then taking a rest period versus being a constant slow and steady with little to no break. Now, I don't know if this will work, but the first two weeks have gone well so far and I do feel more in control of my life, so I have high hopes for this. (laughs) But I would love to hear from you concerning this topic. Have you read The 12-Week Year by Brian P. Moran? Have you planned out a 12-week year before? If you have, has it been effective? If you haven't, do you feel like this is something you would try? If you are still listening to this podcast, thank you so much. You must enjoy this content and I would love for you to head over to itunes or apple podcasts or soundcloud or anchor or wherever you are listening and leave your answers to the above questions in a review for this podcast if you are not sure how to do that please send me an email at danny at the diet or direct message me on instagram at dannyphillips, and i will be happy to guide you If you are not subscribed to this podcast, then I would love for you to consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and turning on your notifications or joining my weekly email newsletter so that you don't miss out on new episodes. That's it for today. I hope this helped you in huge ways and you either took some notes or plan to re-listen to this episode at another time. I love you and I will talk to you in the next episode, which will be an interview of me. So Julie Elster, who is the podcast host for Double Your WDW, meaning Walt Disney World, interviewed me about my brand new healthy Disney planning guide. And I cannot wait to share this unique experience with you.